1: Hello, 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 and welcome to another Victory Friday edition of the Believe in Lions podcast. That's B L E A V. And the Lions are coming off a massive, massive victory, three and one against the Green Bay Packers. And I am joined, of course, by a man who had some success against the Green Bay Packers three turnovers, over 70 tackles, and a seven win record against the Green Bay Packers, including winning his final four against Green Bay. It's all pro safety, Glover Quinn.
0: What's up?
1: Not too much. I am just happy. I am excited. I am just loving life right now after last night.
0: Man, it was a great, great, great time to be a Lions fan. And once again, these are the things that the Lions have to do to change the national narrative of the Detroit Lions. This is what they have to do. The last three times that America has seen the Detroit Lions they beat Green Bay twice, and they beat Kansas City. That is what you have to do to change the narrative. When you get put on the stage, you have to perform. And although they were expected to beat Green Bay last night, it's one thing to be expected, and it's one thing to go out and actually get it done. So they went on the road and got it done. So great job by the Lions. A great night, great performance all the way around.
1: You just can't ask for anything more. And credit to you, once again, the second drive of the game is what reveals all. Jared Goff has that interception on that first drive, which scared me quite a bit. But they hold him to three. Packers only get three, or don't move the ball on their second drive. Lions come down, throw a touchdown pass, a strike from Jared Goff to a on St. Brown. And at that point, I texted you because I knew, all right, this is the game. The Packers don't have the juice, and the Lions do. Right.
0: I mean, we all can come out amped up at home on Thursday night defensively and put together one one stop. Right. Can you do that consistently? And the way the Lions went down and carved through them like a, a hot knife through butter. The second drive, you knew, OK, they're not going to be able to stop the Lions consistently. And, you know, when you look at what the Lions were able to do def- defensively. Right. We do have to turn over the first drive the Packers get great field position and the Lions hold you to a field goal. Okay. So now they know already. Defensively, we can hold these guys. They can't they can't score on us if, unless we, you know, give up or have self-inflicted wounds and they're not going to be able to stop us offensively. And you saw that for the whole second quarter, the whole first the rest of the first quarter through the second quarter is 27-24, 3 like just touchdown, touchdown like it it was a great performance.
1: Bet online is your number one source for your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting in your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember, to use promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's B-L-E-A-V. Bet online where the game starts. It really was. And what made it even more beautiful, there are a couple things that made it more beautiful, let's be honest. But the one that stood out to me is if you saw the stance. That was a sea of blue. That was not a sea of gold and green. It was a sea of Lions fans. Packers fans didn't show up to their prime time game. Lions. Well,
0: they, they knew it was going to happen. I mean, the Lions have won the last few times they've been in Green Bay. I mean, if you date back to if, if the Lions have won four in a row, I mean, this that would be. All of, I mean, I, the Lions haven't lost in Green Bay in about three or four years, right? Yep. Dating back to, I don't want to say dating back to 2018 because it was a couple years, I guess, after that. It's weird to say, think about it. I've been out of there for five years. Yikes. Um, But, the Lions always win when we go to Green Bay. Their fans know it. We're coming out to get a win. Like, That's what we're doing. Our fans showed up, you know, and that's such a huge thing when you go on the road, man. You know, you do have that us against the world mentality, but it is super dope when you see a whole bunch of fans and they take over the stadium and you got to go out and win and and give them something to, you know, obviously take over about, but when you do it, man, it's just such a great feeling and the line showed up and they've been rewarded the last two times for traveling. And so hopefully they can keep that presence up on the road and they can continue to go on the road and travel well and get wins on the road. It's it's very tough to win on the road. So when you can get them, get them. Now they have to be able to capitalize at home, right? They got to be able to come back and win a home game against a bad Carolina team and then get ready for two more tough games on the road.
1: Yeah, it's going to be – it's not over yet, but they're in pretty damn good position right now. Three and one, the Packers, they have the head to head matchup a game and a half behind at two and two. And then the rest of the division is Oh, and three right now. It's just, it's beautiful. The lions are sitting pretty. They've won four in a row in green Bay. They've won eight of their last nine games against the division. They lost to Minnesota. That was that last, the last time the lions lost to a division opponent was that game against the Minnesota Vikings. And it was real close And 27 points in the first half, that's the most that they've ever scored in a half against the Green Bay Packers. Just.
0: Yeah, it was an incredible performance, right? So, you know, they came out and did what they had to do, right? So, obviously, from a coaching standpoint, that's what—that's going to be what you talk about, right? Because coaches always have to find something to coach, right? So, that'll be something that they talk about, right? 27 points in the first half and we end up with 34, right? Like, what went on in the second half to where we only was able to put together one successful scoring drive? Now, we did it at a great time. Packers had gained some momentum, and the Lions just kind of had to put their foot back down. Went on a great drive, running the ball, play action, very methodical, and went down and ended up scoring a touchdown. But, you know... You want to see something that looks like like what Denver did or gave up, you know, what Miami did. Miami scored 35 points in the first half. It was 35 to something at halftime. And you're sitting there like, all right, well, the score probably end up 42 to whatever. They may get it to – no, they put up 35 more in the second half and put up 70. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of what you want to see. We put up 27 in the first half. Let's at least put up 21 in the second half and – and and show that we can sustain this high of an offensive output for two quarters so that'll be what the coaches are talking about
1: it felt like in the third quarter after halftime they really put their foot off of the gas and it was nice to see that when it mattered they could put the pedal back down to the metal but it was a little bit frustrating like okay are we going to let them come back into this? No, we're not. The the offense will put, will figure it out. The defense will hold them, but it was just that little bit of fear that they allowed to creep in for a moment, but they end up being fine. The poor man's Matt Ryan, Jared Goff has a pretty good game after the interception. I don't know if you heard that comment from Ryan Fitzpatrick it says that Jared Goff is a poor man, Matt, poor man's Matt Ryan. Goff goes on the post game. and doesn't take too kindly to it.
0: Yeah, I think that's, how do you call me a poor man's Matt Ryan? I mean, no offense. You acting like Matt Ryan is like Peyton Manning or Tom Brady or somebody. Like, Jared Goff and Matt Ryan are very comparable. Jared Goff, uh, didn't he lead the Rams to a Super Bowl? He did. Didn't and that the they w. lost? Yep. Didn't Matt Ryan do the same thing?
1: But Matt Ryan gave up a 23 eight to three.
0: Right. So. So (laughs) what has Matt Ryan done that Jared Goff? Hasn't done.
1: It's the MVP. And that was the Super Bowl season where Goff could have been an MVP as well.
0: Right. Like, yeah, that's awful by fist. That's just, you know, sometimes those guys get on TV and they're trying to say something. They're trying to, you know, talk. And I'm sure it's difficult. And Don't get me wrong. But that's just something that you don't have to say. But, I mean, I feel like he had to really think about that. Like, how do you pull Matt Ryan's name out of the thin air? Like, he had to have been thinking about that. Like, poor man's Matt Ryan?
1: He's been playing in it for a while. <laughs> Some of these position-on-position position crimes, am I right?
0: Yeah. You know how I feel about that stuff.
1: Got to respect the position. You can go after other positions. You can go out after defensive players. Be nice to the quarterback, especially when they ball out like Jared Goff. That touchdown pass to a Ross St. Brown was just absolutely beautiful. Did you see the beer getting dumped on Amon Ra after the touchdown?
0: No, nah, I didn't, but <laughs> I mean.
1: The Lambo just, leap.
0: Yeah, yeah. That, that you know That right there is an iconic celebration that we all probably grew up watching from the Green Bay Packers, and so it turned into, you know, other players doing it from the opposing team, obviously, when they find that four or five fans from your team in the front row, then you go and jump in there. The Packer fans don't take too kindly of that. So they, they're they definitely trying to throw beer. And, I mean, I've seen it. It's happened to us at times when I was there playing. I didn't say it last night. I don't know how I missed it. Um, but, yeah, they don't like that.
1: No, it didn't seem like they liked that. You ever get anything thrown at you by Green Bay Packers fans or anyone else?
0: No, not Green Bay Packers that I can remember, but definitely got some stuff thrown at us in, um, 2013, a snowball in Philly. Like they was literally throwing snowballs at us, like legit snowballs. Um, hey buddy. Um, so, yeah, I've definitely had that happen. Nothing else really that I can think of, but definitely those freaking snowballs in Philly. Yeah. They hurt? Yeah. So I, I got pegged right in the cheeks. <laughs>
1: then you're just cold after. Happy, yeah. I hate to see it. You absolutely yeah. hate to see it. Of course, it's in Philly, too.
0: Right. It's Philly.
1: I'd expect that out of, out of Philly. Out, I'd expect that out of the Green Bay Packers, too. And... David Montgomery's probably come to expect this kind of reaction from the D- green Bay Packers, but with the Chicago bears, he didn't get a single win, not one win while he was with the Chicago bears. He comes to Detroit and he wins his first game.
0: Right. I mean, he ran the ball. Well, he came back last night and, you know, ran the ball. Well, and the lions were able to stick with him throughout the game. Right. Cause it came out, you know, the first drive and green Bay was fired up and they stopped us. And, you know, and then they put Jameer in, and Jameer, you know, although he didn't get that many touches last night, I felt like he loosened them up a little bit. You know, he, he broke a couple of short runs, but they were almost out-the-gate runs. And I don't know if they just started wearing Green Bay down, but then those those runs, those tough runs started opening up more for David Montgomery, and then now you're seeing seven-yard runs here and six-yard runs there and, nine-yard runs here, and next thing you know, you look up, he got over 120 some yards.
1: And a lot of people are upset about the Lions' usage of Jameer Gibbs saying, well, you've spent the 12th overall pick on him. How can you give David Montgomery all these touches? And it's a blowout. Of course you're going to give your grinder back – All these touches in a blowout. And Jameer Gibbs was fine. Eight carries, four receptions, 51 yards. Everyone's freaking out that, oh, my fantasy football team. Jameer Gibbs is destroying it. Alvin Kamara had 43 touches through four games as a rookie. Jameer Gibbs has 10 more than Alvin Kamara did. It's going to be fine. Relax.
0: Yeah, I mean, but fans are going to do that. Like you said, they're fantasy teams. They want to see him with the ball. He's going to be okay. Like guys have to understand this is a seventeen game season. They've only played four. There's thirteen more on the schedule. He is going to be fine. They're gonna get he's gonna get more than enough touches. And you're right. Like when you're blowing the team out, you're gonna go to the grinder and you know, and slowly methodically just run the clock out and, and get yards and keep it moving. So um, but yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I feel like he still he still needs to get 10 to 12 touches a game, you know, but it happened. Oh,
1: yeah. It'll be fine. I wish we could see more Jameer Gibbs. Don't get me wrong. He's electric. He's exciting. But people are just freaking out. And I guarantee the Lions aren't looking at their backfield splits last night and thinking, oh, we made a mistake, which is what everyone keeps saying. It was a mistake. No, it wasn't. It was just a one-game sample.
0: Right. And, I mean, as you can see, how quickly things happen, right? I mean, as a running back and in any position, but these guys can go down very quickly, you know, even just getting a little banged up for a game. You know what I'm saying? So you need multiple guys. And I'm like I said, they they're they're gonna be just fine with him. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna definitely he's gonna get used enough throughout the, the course of the season. Just be patient
1: and he's already on pace for a 1,000 yards from scrimmage. It's going to be fine. Unlike the running backs that face the Detroit Lions, the Detroit Lions have been lights out against running backs, averaging 2.87 yards per carry on the season, only 2.3 yards a carry last night. Aaron Jones, 14 yards. Shut him down completely.
0: Yeah, like I said on that show, I don't know why they played him. So just let him rest another week. No point even put him out there. I mean, he almost got his whole leg took off, you know, on on the on the tackle from Cam Sutton. So he was a non factor last night. I mean, outside of the one play, I think, maybe in the in the red zone. He may have had another one here or there, but Christian Watson was the same thing. None factor. But that's a kudos to the Lions of defense. They were locked in. They're playing great ball. You know, they got some turnover last night. They're getting good pass rush. They're playing good. You know, they're playing good. I mean, I ain't going to say Tracy missed another interception because sometimes those are tough because you don't know if he's going to make a good throw to the wide receiver or he's going to – Sometimes those are tough. The only thing that got me was it looked like his reaction to the ball was, like, late. Like, he didn't see the ball until it was, like, past him. And that right there is, like, I feel like if he would have picked the ball up by the quarterback's hand and felt the wide receiver, he would have realized that there was an overthrow kind of behind the receiver. And maybe he could have made a play on that ball. But I'm not going to give him a hard time. Jerry Jacobs made two good interceptions. Saw the soccer trot. That's a good thing.
1: Two soccer trots, two interceptions, including one to ice the game. Four pass defense from Jerry Jacobs, too. And Cam Sutton was absolutely locked down on the other side. It was just great to see from the entire Lions secondary. And it started a conversation. I don't know if you saw this on Twitter, but people starting to wonder, Okay, Cam Sutton is balling. David Montgomery, balling. Are these the greatest free agent signings in Lions history? And the Internet responded, no, absolutely not. That's got to be GQ.
0: Nah. Uh, <laughs> they put your boy in there, huh? I actually didn't see it. I didn't I didn't see it. But yeah, I mean at this point, at this point, I would I would have to say nah. Not yet. Not yet, Cam. Not yet, David Montgomery. Not yet. You got to put some more time in right? You got to put some more time in. And that's how I always am, right? My time in Detroit is up. I spent six years there, right? I spent six years there. So then, yes, I was able to make plays. And it's another thing that I thought about. Throughout my whole career, I only had one game where I caught more than one interception. All right? So that means that you were able to impact a lot of different games, right? Like a lot of people will have Six interceptions, but they caught like two in one game and maybe two in another game, right? So you really only impacted four games. But to catch seven or eight interceptions and one interception per like that's seven, eight games that you're impacting that way. Like, so I thought about that. So for Cam Sutton, yes, he's playing great. David Montgomery, they're playing great, but this is only four games, right? This is only four games, they gotta keep playing at a high level, finish off this season, come back, do it again and again and again, and then, yeah, maybe they could be looked at that way, but they got a long way to go right now. But I do like how they're playing.
1: They're they're playing great, but 19 interceptions in a Lions uniform is a long way to go. That's a lot of catching up to do.
0: Yeah. I don't think he's caught one yet, right? No, not
1: one yet. Jerry's got two, and Brian's got one, and I think that's it for interceptions. Yeah. Aiden's got the yeah. worst fumble, fumble recovery. Mm-hmm. Uh, four turnovers, I think.
0: Yeah, they got to get going. But like I said, they're playing great. Cam, Cam, Cam is playing great. His confidence is really high right now. And so um, that's a good thing. The interceptions are come. Just keep doing what you're supposed to be doing. The interceptions are come.
1: And when the defensive line is as aggressive as it was last night and the week before, Aiden Hutchinson, another sack and a half. He shared the half sack with Charles Harris. Aleem McNeil gets a big run stuff and then a sack the next play. John Kaminsky gets a sack. Isaiah Bugs gets a sack. They were just bringing the heat. And one interesting thing I noticed as well Jack Campbell was playing a lot of stand up edge slash linebacker. He was on the line of scrimmage, almost like an outside linebacker, but they would drop him into coverage sometimes. And I actually really like that instead of what they were doing in the past where it was Aiden Hutchinson standing up and dropping.
0: No question. That Aiden Hutchinson go get out to the quarterback, he seemed to do that really well. And Jack has shown that he can make those drops. But he's also big enough to rush at times as well. So I think that's a great adjustment, great move to, to be able to get the same thing done that you want to get done but use a different body, somebody that's been in that position and someone that can do it and not take your best pass rusher out of what he does
1: yeah i i'm just loving what i am seeing from this defense aaron glenn has figured it out after that seahawks loss and hopefully we'll have brian branch in 10 days brian branch he rolled his ankle returns to the game there's no x-rays are negative there's nothing broken but i didn't love how late in the game he was playing after rolling that ankle he aggravates it later So I'm hopeful that he can play, but I'm worried it could be a game he misses with a high ankle or something.
0: Well, I mean, I think the fact that he was able to go back out there and play, you know, he rolled it again. But 10 days, I mean, yeah, it'd be sore, I think, at home against Carolina. But I think he'll be able to go out and play. You know, he seems to be a tough guy. So I think he'll be able to go out and play. And hopefully you know you never want to say this, but hopefully they can get out of Carolina pretty you know safely put it like that. hopefully they can get up on Carolina and then he won't have to play the whole entire game but I think he'll be fine. I mean it was just good when I saw him going out on the on the on the um on the cart, I'm like, oh, Because I think I was doing something in the kitchen and I looked up and I saw him like, now what happened here? And then I saw him back on the sideline. I'm just like, okay. And then I saw him leave again. I'm just like, oh, my gosh. That that would be a devastating blow for the Lions to lose him. And so uh, I was glad to see him come back. Definitely was glad to see him come back.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's always scary when you see a guy go to the locker room, but it sounds like that was just to get the x-rays taken, and then he was right back out there. So I hope you're right. I hope 10 days off he's playing against the Carolina Panthers. Different Carolina Panthers team than we faced last year, though. It's not the ground-and-pound team. The offensive line isn't anywhere near as good and as dominant as it was. It's going to be a different matchup against this Carolina Panthers team.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're not playing great, so... Like I said, I would look for the lines to to do the same thing, but we're in the same scenario, right? We're in the same scenario, national TV game, Thursday night, 10 days off, come back to a home game. Fans are going to be pumped. You know, it's nothing like fans getting credit for being great fans. That makes everybody else want to be a part of being a great fan. So I would expect for Phil to be rocking next Sunday against the Carolina Panthers. They got to come out and take care of business. And I believe they will.
1: I absolutely believe they will. This is a taking care of business type team. And I don't know if you saw Matt LaFleur after the game, but it seems like he is tired of having his business taken care of by the Detroit Lions. He got very angry when asked what happened in quarter one, said that was a Bush league question or something like that. And it's clear he's rattled by the Detroit Lions, the fact that the Lions are eating his lunch.
0: He said, what happened in quarter one?
1: Yeah. He said that, well, if I knew knew the answer to that, it wouldn't have happened. That's a a bad question, Bush League question or something like that.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He's he's just, he's over that. He's over getting beat on national TV by the Detroit Lions because they're the Green Bay Packers. They are the mighty Green Bay Packers. And, you know, what's funny is Aaron Rodgers couldn't even be laughing last night because he was taking the same whoopings. So it's not like it was a situation where Aaron Rodgers was like, ha, now they can't beat the Lions without me. They couldn't beat the Lions with you either, Aaron. So, yeah, he's tired of it. He's tired of it for sure.
1: He's tired of the Lions owning the Green Bay Packers. And it seems pretty clear for years the Packers were the cream of the crop of the division. Now that is the Detroit Lions. The Packers have taken a step back. Now they're in that tier with the Minnesota Vikings where the Lions used to be. And it's pretty clear that the Bears are just the worst team.
0: Yeah, the Bears are awful. And let me check my schedule and see because the the Lions have already played. All right, so the Vikings should get out the snide this weekend. They got the Panthers. They got to go to Carolina, but they got the Panthers. So the Vikings should get out the snide, but then they come right back against the Chiefs. So that's probably another loss. And then they got the Bears. So they should win two out of the next three. So they're 0-3 right now, they should probably get to 2-4 and four, uh, over the next, I guess, three games. The Lions, on the other hand, has um, – Carolina as well, which should be a win, and then they got to go on the road to Tampa and Baltimore. Tough games. Tampa's be a tough defensive game, um, but I can also see the lines getting to to five and and two if they lose one in this stretch. Um, so yeah, I, I I don't see Minnesota being explosive enough, honestly, to 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 make up for that unless the lines just stop playing well. I I don't feel like and that's why they do so that's why they have all these stats, right? Teams that start out 0 and 2 and 0 and 3 and all because it's very rare that you take a team that starts out 0 and 3 and then they just start just winning a bunch of games because it's a reason why they're 0 3. Like they're not getting something done either offensively or defensively. And that Minnesota team, I don't know what it is. You know, they got Justin Jefferson, they got a couple good receivers, they got T.J. Hawkinson, they got, but some for some reason they're not getting it done. So I'm not going to try to figure it out for them. Continue to not get it done, and the Lions can continue to get it done. And
1: the Lions getting it done, hopefully takes them to a division championship. We are on a good path right now. Hopefully be five and one heading into Baltimore. That'll be a tough game as well. But Lions owe the Ravens payback for the last couple times they've faced off where it was just a last second win. I'm excited for the next couple of weeks of football, and I am excited about this final question that I do want to ask you, Glover. And we What's talked that? about this in the pre-show, but... On the hands team last night on the onside kick, that used to be you back there, didn't it?
0: Yes, and you know, that's such a scary position, honestly, because it's a lot on you because the game is on the line, right? And the ball is going to be weirdly coming at you, and you got the, the team is depending on you to seal the game, so it's a great position of responsibility right um and so i literally would be sitting on the sidelines seeing how the game is unfolding and was like all right if we go out there and give up a score we're gonna have to do hands team hey guys we can't give up a score hey guys hey we cannot give up a score we cannot give up a score and so Yeah, that was me, man. I was actually watching the game last night, and I saw Amon Ross St. Brown, you know, back there. And I I started to think, like, wow, that used to be me. Like, I used to be the guy that had that position. And with Amon Ross St. Brown, obviously having probably the best hands on the team right now for the Detroit Lions, I was like, man, I got trusted with that. Did Did I have the best hands on the team? Did they feel like my hands were that elite to put me as the hands guy? And then I started to think like, how often do you see DBs as the hands guy? Right? I'm, not, I'm not saying that they don't, but how often do you see DBs as the hands guy? So then that's why I started to feel like, man, I guess I'm, I should put my hands in a different category, right? I'm elite hands and somebody on my twitter was like oh i'm sure this guy's been there i'm like nah nah he wasn't a hands guy sure got good hands but he wasn't the hands team guy so shout out to coach bonamago we used to call him bono for trusting gq and putting me as the hands team guy
1: And I think when you play alongside Calvin Johnson, Marvin Jones, Golden Tate, all these guys with incredible hands, I think when they're picking you to be on the hands team over them, I think that says, yeah, these hands are elite. Best hands on the team. Very potentially. We all saw that interception against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, I used to catch the ball, but I worked very hard at that. But you brought up a name, and I love my guys. I love my guys. But has Marvin Jones had a catch in the last two or three games? Has they even have they even thrown him the ball?
1: He had one target last night. It was incomplete the week before that, no targets. Week before that, I don't think he had any targets. Week before that, he fumbled.
0: Right. So I love I love my guys. And I'm but that that may be something that, you know, I don't know if when Jameson gets back, you know. But they're not getting anything out of Marvin. They're not getting red zone. They're not getting possession, third downs. They're not They're not getting anything. Like, I literally don't even recall them calling his name. So that may be something that they got to look at going forward. I don't know if it's a trade. I don't know if it's, you know, something. Marvin's going to be on the roster. Obviously, he's a veteran. Um, he was on the roster opening day. You know, he's gonna be there. Um, but I feel like they gotta start getting some production out of that out of that spot.
1: They do, they really do. And it seems as though Khalif Raymond's starting to play a little bit more instead of uh Marvin Jones at this point, which was funny. One of my friends, when they saw uh Khalif Raymond, because he wears number eleven now, they thought Marvin Jones was moving real fast for a moment, but no has
0: been playing great offensively and special teams wise he's been playing great he's been playing great i've I've definitely enjoyed you know seeing him continue to get better i saw him working in training camp when i was out there i got a chance to meet him last year when i was at training camp great kid great guy hard worker and it's good like you love to see those guys start to to make plays and and start to get some of the recognition that they deserve
1: and you were on it after your training camp you said hey this is the guy that's going to be making those big plays instead of Jamison Williams while he is out. And it's been that way so far alongside Sam Laporta, who continues to just make big play after big play.
0: Yes, he, he looks good. He looks good. And that's all it takes is just continuing to make plays. It continues to build your confidence. He's He looks incredible. He looks like he has fun playing the game. Big guy, strong guy. He can run. So great, great, great steal by the Detroit Lions in the draft. Great, Mm -hmm. great pick.
1: Lions had a couple of those with Brian Branch going off at the board at 45 with Matt Laporte or Sam Laporta in the second round. Great draft by the Lions. Great team of the Detroit Lions. I'm excited. I'm excited about 10 days off. I'm excited about going into the weekend with a W Glover. Any final thoughts on this Detroit Lions team or the next couple days in general?
0: Man, this Detroit Lions team is for real. They are the real deal. They are mature. You can see it in a lot of the things that happens with them. Few things that happened last night that showed their maturity to me. Look at the first drive. They throw an interception. Defense comes out. No panic. Holds them to a field goal. You look at the, the Packers. Gaining a little momentum, have a weird play at the end of the third quarter. Quarter is supposed to be over with. The guys were a little relaxed. They don't stop the clock as the, wire, as the referees. They give up a big pass, go down there, and they give up another score. And then the Lions come right back and methodically close the game out, run the ball, a very mature-looking possession. Those are the things that you want to see from a good team the ability to take a punch and then be able to come right back and handle it not be phased not lose all your composure those are things that you like to see we've seen in the past where that interception leads to a downhill spiral right out the gate right we've seen in the past where that play They give it up. They give up a touchdown. Then we have a three-and-out. Then you give up another touchdown, and now it's a different ball game going down the stretch. This Lions team is matured. They handled those situations last night. That shows they've grown, and they are ready for these moments. So this Lions team is for real.
1: This Lions team is for real. We've got 10 days off to bask in the realness of this Detroit Lions before we get another opportunity to prove how real we are. Good teams beat up on bad teams. The Lions beat up on the Packers last night, hopefully beat up on the Carolina Panthers in week five. But until then, we will see you next time.
0: Peace.